Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go with my WCW Super Brawl 1999 review. Starting off the evening, we go into our first match on the card. It is Disco Inferno versus Booker T. Again, this was an okay opening matchup. Pretty much a back-and-forth matchup between Disco Inferno and Booker T. Booker T was keeping the pace of the match. Booker ultimately hits uh, the Harlem Hangover on Disco. Pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Booker T. Again, this was not a bad opening match for Super Bowl 1999. The other thing I take away from this match was Disco Inferno. Number one, never a fan of the gimmick. Uh, I just thought Disco, the gimmick was not needed. Um, as far as talent-wise, the talent to me really wasn't there with Disco Inferno throughout his, his you know WCW career. Um, but I will say in this match, he kind of really held his own. Uh, I think it was probably one of the best you know, performances that Disco Inferno actually did in the ring, in my honest opinion. Uh, besides him working with Alex Wright and uh, teaming up with Alex Wright, as far as a singles run match that he's had, uh, this match wasn't bad. You know, he hit a couple moves, a devastating neckbreaker that he hit on Booker T. Uh, he really did hold his own in this match, where, to a point where I thought Disco Inferno was actually going to win this match and actually beat Booker T, but I'm glad that Booker T was able to get the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next scheduled match on the card. It is Chris Jericho versus Perry Saturn. Again, this was a decent matchup. Um, one thing I took away from this match was Saturn. Saturn looked absolutely ridiculous. Um, Jericho kind of mocks Saturn. Saturn quickly attacks Jericho. Saturn's keeping the pace of the match after the attack, but Jericho gets up, hits a lion salt on Saturn. Saturn then hits a Death Valley driver on the ref. And all of a sudden, Saturn just gets out of the ring and walks up the ramp and leaves the match. And your winner of the match by countout is Chris Jericho. Again, decent match. It was an okay match. It really, for what it's worth, back and forth-wise, it wasn't a bad match. I wish it was a clean finish, not to have Saturn walk out of the ring and have Jericho uh, get the win by countout. I wish it was a clean finish. But um, Saturn looked absolutely ridiculous, man. Uh, Saturn, to me, and I stated this in the past, Saturn was one of those wrestlers where – Obviously, he made a humongous name for himself in ECW. Um, it was a phenomenal tag team with uh, Cronus. They were a great tag team in ECW. And Paul Heyman kind of sought him out and, you know, signed him up to ECW. And obviously, from ECW, he went over to WCW. <clears throat> but I feel like Saturn was one of those guys where his career kind of went completely downgraded from when he was in WCW compared to what he was in ECW. In ECW, he was an alumni, man. I think Saturn had... Some of the best matches of his career, honestly, in my opinion, in ECW. Um, he wasn't really known in WWE that much. I mean, one of his gimmicks he had in WWE was when he was talking to a mop. I mean, obviously, he was a part of the Radicals with Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko, but obviously that stable did not last long on the main roster once they made their debut. And to me, honestly, the, you know, Benoit and Guerrero – once they had their single, they had a better singles run than Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn did in WWE, in my honest opinion. Um, but this, I mean, Saturn, the way Saturn looked at this match was absolutely ridiculous, man. But uh, hats off to Chris Jericho for getting the win, but I wish the match was a clean finish. Moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card as well. It is Billy Kidman versus Chavo Guerrero for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Again, this was an okay matchup, back and forth matchup between Kidman and Guerrero. Guerrero was keeping the pace of the match, but Kidman ultimately hits his signature shooting star press on Guerrero, pinning him for the three and your winner of the match. And at that time, still, WCW Cruiserweight Champion is Billy Kidman. <clears throat> Again, 
not a bad match. This was a decent matchup. Uh, again, Chavo Guerrero, in my honest opinion, was underrated. I feel like he was a really good technical wrestler, in my opinion. Uh, Billy Kidman, again, like I told you guys, you know, the last time I did a review when Billy Kidman had that fatal four-way match, uh, Kidman was underrated, in my honest opinion. Kidman, uh, phenomenal cruiserweight. Uh, when he even when he was tagging uh, with uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, when they were when they were the No Limit Soldiers, phenomenal tag team. You know those two guys, Joe in the in the ring, in the ring perfectly. Um, and I feel like Kidman really didn't get a fair shake in WCW, in my honest opinion. I feel like he was definitely underrated, um, and he was able to kind of elevate his career a little bit once he you know once he got away from the flock and got away from Raven and Lodi and Reese and all those guys, kind of did his own thing. So. Again, to me, he was an underrated cruiserweight. He's a phenomenal athlete, great competitor. And again, hats off to Billy Kimmon for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next schedule match on the card. It is Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit versus Kurt Henning and Barry Windham in a two out of three, a two out of three falls match for the WCW Tag Team Championship. Um, now, before I even get into this match, at this time, the WCW Tag Team Championships were actually vacant. No one, nobody was a champion. It seemed like this was like there was a tournament going on uh, for tag teams, and eventually we had Malenko and Ben Wavers handing in Wyndham at the end of the like I guess at the end of the tournament to figure out who was going to be the next WCW tag team champions. But the match itself, really good match, back and forth matchup between both teams. Uh, Dean Malenko was keeping the pace of the match. Benoit hits a diving headbutt off the top rope on Henning. Dean then puts Wyndham in a clover leaf. Wyndham then taps out. And Malenko and Benoit win the second fall. Um, well, the first fall, I should say. Wyndham then chokes out Malenko. And then for somehow, because Wyndham was choking out Malenko, referee saw it as a pin. And then Wyndham got the pin and got the win of the match. And your winners of the match were Kurt Henning and Barry Wyndham. A couple of things I'll say about this match <clears throat> that I didn't understand. Number one, the two out of three falls. Now, I know what a two, two out of three falls match is. I didn't see really who got the third fall in this match. Because it, to me, it was neck and neck between Malenko, Benoit, and Henning and Wyndham. Malenko sunk in and applied the cold relief on uh, Barry Wyndham. And Wyndham choked out Henning. And then you didn't see a tap out, but the referee called for a pin. So that's one and one. I didn't see the other, you know, fall. Didn't see it. Secondly, I feel like Malenko and Benoit should have won this match. They were the better tag team. Um, you know, obviously being a part of the horsemen. Benoit and Malenko being tag team champions would have been phenomenal. Now, I'm not saying they wouldn't have gotten that, but at the time when this match happened, they were the right guys to go over, in my honest opinion, in this match. And obviously it didn't work out that way. Henning and Barry Wyndham ended up getting the win. So, again, hats off to Henning and Wyndham for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next schedule match on the card. It is Rey Mysterio and Conan versus Kevin Nash and Scott Hall in a hair versus mask match. Uh, again, this was a good match, back and forth matchup between both teams. Mysterio was keeping the pace of the match. Hall hits a fallaway slam on Mysterio. Nash then throws Mysterio around the ring like a rag doll. Uh, Conan then attacks Hall and Nash. Luger then attacks Conan with the referee being distracted. Mysterio then hits a springboard moonsault on Kevin Nash in the middle of the ring. Miss Elizabeth then distracts the referee, and the Hall hits a Razor's Edge on Mysterio. Pins for the three, and your winners of the match are Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. After the match, Ray Mysterio unfortunately had to unmask himself. First time ever, live on pay-per-view. 
and you got to see exactly who was underneath that mask and who exactly who was Rey Mysterio. Um, this was kind of something that was synonymous too, because, you know, obviously as his career went further along, he always had the mask on, especially when he got into WWE. Uh, I don't think he ever really unmasked himself in WWE as far as I'm concerned. So this was kind of a career change uh, moment for Rey Mysterio, in my honest opinion. I think this, once this happened, it pushed him to take uh, team up with Billy Kidman, be a part of the, the uh, No Limit Soldiers. Um, and what I thought was a great tag team. I thought Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman were a phenomenal tag team, in my honest opinion. Those guys gel in the ring perfectly together. So, again, hats off to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next schedule match on the card. It is Diamond Dallas Page versus Scott Steiner for the WCW Television Championship. Again, this was an okay matchup. DDP quickly attacks Scott Steiner. DDP is keep, uh, keeping the pace after that match. Buff Bagwell is here. DDP then attacks Steiner and Bagwell. But Steiner ultimately, pl- ultimately applies the submission on DDP, and your winner of the match and still WCW television champion is Scott Steiner. Again, this was not a bad matchup. It really wasn't. And, you know, and I stated this in the past, man. I was a big fan of the Steiner brothers as a tag team. Phenomenal tag team. If not, to me, top five tag team of all time, in my honest opinion. And some people may disagree with me on that, but, hey, the Steiner brothers have been around wrestling for a long time, man, and put on phenomenal matches. Even in the early days of WCW, man, phenomenal matches. Um, obviously, you know, once the Steiner brothers split up, they kind of did their own singles run, and obviously it benefited more for Scott than Rick. Rick didn't have really much of a singles run, where, you know, Scott went on to be World Heavyweight Champion, headline pay-per-views for WCW, so on and so forth. Uh, and Diamond Dallas Page, you know, people would say, oh, The Rock's the people's champ. Yeah, he is. But there was one time where it was somebody else besides The Rock, and in my honest opinion, it was Diamond Dallas Page. I think DDP, at least in WCW, embodied what the people's champion was. And I feel like there's other wrestlers that were people's champs, man. Even before DDP, The Rock, Dusty Rhodes. To me, Dusty Rhodes will, will always, in my personal opinion, be the first ever people's champ. You know, he wrestled for the people. He talked about the people, man. Um, and a lot of people, including myself, man, they gravitated towards Dusty. And there's nobody in this business that can cut a better promo than that man. I'm sorry. You're not going to convince me otherwise. You're not. And there's some there's people in the business that cut a great promo. Ric Flair cuts a great promo. Stone Cold Steve Austin, great promo. The Rock, great promo. But the originator of that, Dusty Rhodes. I'm sorry. They're, they're not going to change my mind on that. Dusty had the charisma, you know, and he wrestled for the people, man. And the people gravitated towards Dusty. He obviously didn't have the physique of a Hulk Hogan. You know, this was a blue collar, a blue collar kind of guy from Texas you know, that can wrestle, even with the size of man that Dusty, you know, Dusty was. He wasn't no small man. He was a big man, but he can move in that ring like a light heavyweight, hands down, you know, and he can go to bell to bell. He can do a 60-minute matchup, and he's done him, you know. So, again, Mike Wise, people's champ, Dusty. But Diamond Dallas Page kind of embodied that as well when he was in WCW, and a lot of people gravitated towards Diamond Dallas Page. And to me, once he got there and started doing his own little wrestling thing, because when DDP got into wrestling, he was not a wrestler. He was a manager. I believe one of the guys he managed actually was Scott Hall, when Scott Hall was actually known as the Diamond Stud when he had his first initial run in WCW. And obviously that didn't pan out, and, you know, Scott went, you know, took his talent somewhere else. But DDP, in the beginning, was a manager. I feel like he's – and not only that, I think he started his career, I think, at like 35 or something like that. Like, that's, you know, that's pretty impressive from, you know, the accolades that he has 
to the age that he actually started his in-ring career in professional wrestling. So, again, hats off to DDP, but, again, hats off to Scott Steiner for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next scheduled match on the card as well. It is Roddy Piper versus Scott Hall for the WCW United States Championship. Uh, starting with the match, Piper quickly attacks Hall. Piper's keeping the pace after the attack. Piper then applies a sleeper hold on Hall. Disco then gets involved in the match, tries to attack Piper. Nash is here. Piper then attacks Nash ringside. Hall then hits a roll-up on Roddy Piper, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match and at that time new WCW United States champion is Scott Hall. Again, this was not a bad match. It really wasn't, man. Um, I wish it was a clean finish, you know, man-to-man, to see who actually won out of this match. Obviously, Disco was going to get involved um, and, and Kevin Nash. But Roddy Piper, you know, absolute legend. You know, and, and again, like I stated a minute ago, another guy that cuts a hell of a promo. You know, Piper's pit, synonymous in wrestling. You know, when he had that um, – that interview with Jimmy Snuka that everybody remembers when he took the coconut and cracked it over Jimmy Snuka's head. You know, Piper's pit is synonymous. Piper's pit, if it wasn't for Piper's pit, we wouldn't have talk as Jericho. Um, you know, then you had Edge's show. Then you had uh, the Kevin Owens show. You wouldn't have that if it wasn't for Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper was pretty much the first guy to have his own little show within wrestling. Known as Piper's pit. You know, Shawn Michaels... I believe it was Piper's Pit when Shawn Michaels turned on Marty Jannetty. I might be mistaken on that, but I believe it was Piper's Pit. Um, had a lot of good, you know, segments and promos within Piper's Pit, man. And Piper had a great promo, you know. Obviously working with Bob Orton, teaming up with Bob Orton. Um, phenomenal team. Phenomenal team. But one wrestler, in my honest opinion, being Roddy Piper, that should have won the World Heavyweight Championship. and just didn't do it. You know, even WWE, they didn't. They never put the WWF Championship on Roddy Piper. He was Intercontinental Champion, but I don't. I, I would never understand why they never gave that man the opportunity to wear the WWF World Championship. I, I I'll never understand it. But uh, again, hats off to Scott Hall for getting the win in this matchup and becoming the new WCW United States Champion at that time. Moving on from that, we go into our next scheduled matchup on the card. It is Goldberg versus Bam. Bam Bigelow. Again, this was a good matchup. Kind of a rivalry matchup between Goldberg and Bigelow. It seemed like Bigelow, once he got into WCW, he really wanted to get his hands on Goldberg. Uh, and he finally got that. Uh, it was a back and forth matchup between Goldberg and Bigelow. Goldberg was keeping the pace of the matchup. Bigelow then hits a diving headbutt on Goldberg in the middle of the ring. Goldberg then gets up, hits his signature spear on Bigelow, and then he ultimately hits the jackhammer on Bigelow, pinning him for the three. And your winner of the match is Goldberg. Again, this was not a bad matchup. And a couple things I took away from this matchup was this match, like Goldberg and Bigelow. Number one, obviously at Starcade, uh, Goldberg lost, you know, lost the championship and the streak was over. So I, I think at the time, nobody really knew what Bigelow, Bigelow uh, sorry, Goldberg was going to do um, for the foreseeable future because he wasn't built the same. Because Goldberg, when he had the streak and he had the championship, he was built as if an indestructible force, he was a machine. And nobody can take him down. And, and if you think about that match, it really wasn't a one-on-one -on -one matchup. You know, obviously Hall getting involved, using the stun gun on Goldberg, which allowed, you know, Kevin Nash to hit the jackknife on Goldberg and pin him for the three to become the new champion. So you never got a really a one-on-one -on -one matchup between both Nash and Goldberg, at least in that instant. So no one knew where his career was going to go. Then Bigelow comes in. Bigelow wants to challenge Goldberg. And it set up a good match. But this was also Bigelow 
where his career was starting to take, you know, a downwards, you know, downward spiral. This wasn't the same Bigelow we saw, you know, headline WrestleMania against Lawrence Taylor, you know, or being a part of uh, Ted DiBiase stable back in the day when it was him, Tanaka, or Tataka and, you know, Bigelow. It, we, that's not the same Bigelow or the Bigelow we had from ECW. It wasn't the same. This wasn't there. But, uh, again, it was good seeing him in WCW, but obviously I don't think he had a whole lot of matches in WCW, to be honest with you. I think the biggest match he had in WCW was against Goldberg, in my honest opinion. But hats off to Goldberg for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next match on the card. It is the main event of Super Bowl 1999. It is Ric Flair versus Hollywood Hogan for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Again, this was a really good matchup, pretty much a back-and-forth matchup between both Flair and Hogan. Hogan was keeping the pace of the matchup. Hogan then hits Flair with a chair shot. Flair then applies his signature figure four on Hogan. NWO members come out, stun Flair, or at least a member of the NWO came out, stun Flair. He had an NWO shirt on and a mask. Uh, Hogan then goes to pin Flair, and your winner of the match is Hulk Hogan. He retains at that time the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. After the match, though, it's uh, it was shown who the member of the person that came out in the NWO shirt in the mask was none other than his son, David Flair. Uh, Tory Wilson was also ringside during this match as well. So, you know, it was kind of crazy to see his son, David Flair, turn on uh, Rick in this match. Looked like David ended up joining the NWO. And it was kind of crazy because the last time I believe Flair, uh, David Flair was involved with anything with the NWO, the NWO pretty much beat the hell out of David Flair and spray painted him all over his back. So it was kind of odd seeing that. But again, as far as this event, I always give these shows a rating, one out of ten. I'm going to give this one a five, five and a half, man. I, I don't think this event was all that. There's a lot of matches on here I could have done without. Uh, Inferno versus Booker, it was okay, but lackluster. Um, Kidman versus Guerrero was good. Jericho versus Perry Saturn, again, could have done without that. Uh, Malenko and Benoit versus Henning and Wyndham was a good matchup. I just wish Malenko and Benoit would have got the win. Uh, Mysterio and Conan versus Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. To me, was probably one of the best matches on this card, in my honest opinion, only due to the fact that it was the first time we saw Rey Mysterio without the mask in his entire career up to that point. So I would say that match to me is the match of the night on this card. But uh, this is my review of WCW Super Bowl 1999. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.